This podcast is brought to you by the American Thoracic Society. We help the world breathe. I'm Nitin Seen, and thanks for listening to the latest Out of the Blue podcast. We are completing a series of podcasts related to the 100-year anniversary celebration of the American Journal of Respiratory and Critical Care Medicines. In prior podcasts, we discussed the history of the journal related to specific fields of pulmonary, critical care, and sleep medicine. But today, we will discuss an editorial considering the future of the Blue Journal, written by journal editor Dr. Visha Venjiha, as well as the deputy editors of the journal that's entitled The Long View and the Fast Lane. I will discuss this with Dr. Venjiha and AJRCCM deputy editor, Dr. Laurent Brochard. Thank you both for joining me today. I wanted to start the podcast with a question for Dr. Venjiha. So in your editorial celebrating the 100 years of the Blue Journal, you talk about us being in, quote, the fast lane as an international journal now. What do you mean by this? Well, thank you, Nitin, um, very much for the question. Um, what, we, what we mean um, by the fast thing is really the change in the way papers are published, let's say over the last 20 to 30 years. So it was back in the 70s that peer review came on, but then things have moved very fast with online um, submission and getting the paper out much faster eventually to the author. In addition, we can do so very many things um, with a journal. We can do images, we can do discussions, we can do um, a lot of things with videos. So I think the journals have been enriched by the very large amount of a media content that is now possible. Yes, I think that that's very important. So thank you for that answer. Uh, I think um, I think one of the things I'd like to, to delve into a bit deeper um, is how this has changed uh, over a period of time. Both of you have prior editorial leadership experience of important medical journals prior to your current duties with the Blue Journal. And I'd ask you to see if you could crystallize this. What is the single largest change you've seen in medical journals, say, over the last 20 years? Uh, and Visha, I'd like to follow up with you in that process of, of how journals are published. So um, previously, the paper version was really the main version of the journal where the papers were published, and this was sent to readers every month or every three months, depending on the um, circulation of the journal. But now um, articles come online virtually immediately and online publishing has really become the most important way we, commu we communicate knowledge on respiratory sleep and critical care uh, to our readers. At the same time, um, journals can publish very much more. Before, there were always restrictions on the amount of figures, tables, and information. Now we can handle um, on the web a lot of supplemental material. And this has really 
change the way, for instance, genetic studies um, are reported and with clinical trials, much more information is, of course, put in. I think the other really big change has been in the submission um, process. I can still remember sending in five copies of papers and everything was done um, in paper copies. But now, of course, the submission process is easier. It's also easier to audit and to follow um, the peer review process. So I think um, I would say the journals have actually become easier to manage because of all the capabilities we have online with submission. Yes, and I think, you know, uh, one of the things, obviously, the, the primary um, driver for the Blue Journal is, is the, the quality of the science and certainly being able to show all of it um, with all the supplementary material online is, is, is a great step forward. Um, Laurent, I wanted to ask you, on the other end, it's clearly a different experience uh, for the, the the readers. Visha was talking about how it's easier uh, to uh, it's it's easier for the the um, the journal editor. Uh, I think maybe Visha's being modest, but uh, how do you see the changes in how readers are actually consuming the journal content? Uh, yes, thank you, Nitina. Uh, well, I have the, the same uh, recollection than uh, Visha uh, in the. Uh, area before the everything was was electronic and uh, it, it has tremendously changed uh, and for instance from the uh, uh, let's say the scientist point of view now the people look at uh, articles published uh, based on uh, keywords for instance they, they, they look at every journal they, so uh, they, they try to see what's in their field uh, wherever it's published and this is why it's it's one of our duty as editor to be sure that uh, the title, the, the the abstract, the keywords, etc., they, they contain as much information as possible to be sure that the the articles will be found by the uh, researchers all over the world and whatever their specialty. However, I think uh, the People still like to see a journal, even if they don't if they don't look at the, the printed version and just online the electronic version. They like to see a journal which has a content uh, vision, uh, and I think this is why a society journal is so important because they know they will find there the 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 best in their field, and especially if they are clinician either a clinician researcher or clinician teacher, they, they will like to see the journal and to see what's new in, in the field. And this is something we discussed with Visha to maybe introduce a little bit more um, uh, different articles about the, the news in, in the field of, um, of respiratory and critical care medicine in general. Yeah, I think that that's an, an excellent point. Um, and then for you, Visha, I think you, you spoke to this in the in the um, in the editorial that obviously the Blue Journal is published by the American Thoracic Society, and there are some unique challenges and opportunities that that Laurent uh, alluded to for a society-based journal. Um, and I would ask you to expand on that um, in terms of. Uh, the, the the challenges and, and opportunities for a society-based journal in 2017? Well, um, we've just celebrated the centenary. In, in 1917, the Blue Journal was established by the 
at that time the American Society um, of Tuberculosis. And as the ATS changed over the years, so the journal, in fact, um, achieved an even bigger, more important um, position. A society-based journal has to save the serve the members of the society. So the Blue Journal has to serve um, the members of the ATS. And we have to cover all aspects, so all topics within respiratory medicine, critical care and sleep. So we had a very wide brief. So our strength is that we cover all topics and we have to be very careful as editors to make sure that the balance of a journal is right. But also, it's a challenge because um, there, there's a lot of topics, not everybody's experienced in all these topics, so peer review becomes challenging. We also, I think, have um, competition from um, commercial journals. There's an increasing number of journals which are uh, commercially run do not have a society basis and I think it is very important that the ATS members in the future really support their society journals. Within the ATS there are three journals that have um, a brief across from basic to translational as the blue journal is and further on um, to more clinical papers. Um, in the white. So I think it's really important that we cherish and support our society journals. Just to, to follow up, uh, Visha, can you talk about some of the, the challenges that uh, the, the commercial journals pose to a society-based journal for, for the listeners who may be unfamiliar? So uh, there are a number of, of publishing houses that have um, set up journals and the problem is that these journals very often are attached to other general journals and the, the problem is that these journals very may very well get some of the um, clinical trials paper and really some of the key papers that will change medicine now these papers are often very highly cited, they um, help the impact factor and this then feeds on more success. So we're really asking the ATS community to send us their very best um, papers to the Blue Journal so that we really can publish not only the very best clinical translational science but also that we can um, publish some of these clinical trials which are very influential. Well, I, th I think that's an excellent point, and I, I, I think it, it goes back to something that both um, you and Laurent mentioned, it, it's the, the community, and Laurent, I wanted to follow up about that. It, clearly, that's the st strength of a society-based journal, like um, the Blue Journal. It's the community of the American Thoracic Society, and whether that's just, you know, submitting to your, your community-based journals, but it's also, you know, having a continual conversation about the science you know, even independent of the every two weeks the journal is published. So I wonder, I, I know you have thoughts on how uh, the American Journal of Respiratory Critical Care Medicine can leverage that community um, for everyone's interest while managing those challenges that Visha alluded to of being a, a society-based journal. Yeah, thanks. So, well, for instance, I'm, I'm 
No, I've been uh, attending the ATS uh, International Meeting every year for many, many years. And, uh, and, and I've seen the strengths of this uh, society, such as the diversity of people there, the quality of the science, which, which really is very, very strong. Uh, the, this is a society open to novelty and to maybe some provocative ideas. Uh, and, and this has to go into the journal. This is, uh, um, again, uh, we have this some constraint because of uh, the need to uh, have publication from every field. But uh, you see, we have, uh, uh, in critical care, for instance, we have two original contributions per issue, which makes four per month. We have editorials with every paper. We have perspective. We have research letters. We have... Uh, uh, even state of the art or, or review. So, so really, if you are mostly interested by critical care, for instance, I think uh, reading the journal will uh, um, be a, of, of major interest and uh, and very attractive. Uh, the the next step is to be more open to multimedia, and I think uh, the podcast is a good example to that. And uh, I think the the success of the podcast podcast in the journal is, is absolutely amazing. Um, and also multimedia for publication and also maybe more, we hope to see more video in the future on the, on the, on the website. So um, I know it's, it's always changing and uh, you have to keep track of the, um, the novel techniques, but uh, we need to do that because uh, uh, we, we will benefit from the uh, strengths of the ATS community, as you say. Yes, well, thank you for that. And, and um, I will point out to our listeners that, the, um, that uh, we did put up our first uh, video celebrating the 100 years of uh, anniversary of the Blue Journal. And it is on the homepage at atsjournals.org. And we're hoping to make several more related to um, articles published in the Blue Journal. So please look out for that. Um, so for you, Visha, I, I did want to go back to the theme of these several 100-year anniversary podcasts uh, that we've been doing over the last couple of months. Now, obviously, we cannot predict the next 20 years, let alone the next 100 years of publishing platforms. But I'm sure you, and, and you do allude to this in, in the editorial, as the journal editor, you do have guiding principles for publishing content in blue even as all these platforms of publication change. I was wondering if you could, you could tell our listeners uh, your thoughts about those principles. Yes, thank you very much. The role of a medical journal is to communicate medical knowledge, changes um, in research findings, and also education to members of their society, and thus to the ATS. So an important principle is that we will publish the very best and high quality papers. And the Blue Journal publishes in translational um, science um, mainly, and also some large clinical, clinical trials. So that's really where we will be publishing in the next um, 20 years. I think in every issue, we have to ensure as editors that there is something of interest to all members of the society. And that means, in addition to uh, high-quality original papers, that we have to publish review articles, so we have perspectives, we have state-of-the-arts, also concise clinical reviews, 
which are much more clinical. However, I believe we also want to include the younger generation. And I think the Blue Journal has set up a early career group and we have given them charge of publishing images, recommended reading of fellows. And I'd really like to see our early career investigators embrace the journal and get involved even more in publishing because the future of the Blue Journal is to have enthusiastic um, early career researchers about the benefits and the enjoyment of medical publishing. Well, I think that that's an excellent point and I will say that you uh, and the, the Blue Journal leadership have gone to, to great lengths to uh, build a community of uh, early career researchers who, who as you said, um, contribute to every um, issue of the journal. So um, I do think that obviously that, that is the, uh, the next generation of, of leaders who are going to be publishing these journals. Um, so as we close this discussion, um, Laurent, I, I don't think 10 years ago um, any of us would have predicted we'd be doing a podcast or doing a frequent podcast discussing um, scientific publications in the Blue Journal. So uh, I'm going to ask you an unfair question and ask you what do you see as uh, the sort of uh, general thoughts about the future of publishing research in the American Journal of Respiratory and Critical Care Medicine over the next 100 years and what direction you'd like to see uh, the journal go and, and um, scientific publishing in general? Yeah, thank you. Uh, in fact, for the uh, uh, ATS uh, conference, we, we looked back at the uh, preceding uh, 100 years of the journal. Uh, it was, for critical care, it was maybe not 100 years, but uh, and, and one uh, thing which was striking was to see how many important uh, discoveries, new ideas, were not published as original contribution. Of course, there are very important original contribution, which uh, are la landmark papers, but uh, you have also some uh, uh, perspective which bring very important new ideas. You had some... Uh, uh, short format publication uh, before it was a brief report now we have these uh, research letters uh, you even had very very important editorials so I think this is an important message for for the scientists and the readership uh, you should look at uh, publication not only in the very classical original contribution format which is still the, the, the probably the number one but uh, we are trying really to uh, to offer as many possible format in the journal to the to the uh, scientists, and I think uh, we have also online publication like the images, and some images are really uh, outstanding. and the, And this is the uh, young investigator group uh, doing that so well, and it's so important today. So, so I think we we really want to diversify as as much as possible the the format of, uh, of scientific communication. Well, well, thank you for that. And I think that's an excellent point. And, and actually, you know, in, in reviewing some of these, uh, you, uh, you all spend an extraordinary amount of time reviewing the past articles. And I think 
one of the things I, I noticed as well is some of the things that you, as you mentioned, predict, you, you don't necessarily predict what is going to be the most impactful um, publication. But, you know, later you find out in reflection 10, 20 years later that these short correspondences were, were uh, remarkably impactful and contributed to the scientific community. So diversifying those those uh, formats, as you all are, are taking great pains to do, I think is is incredibly important. And we, we do learn from that history. And, and even going through the 100-year anniversary, I, I learned a lot from that. So, so thank you both for that. And thank you for a great discussion. Um, to listen to other Out of the Blue podcasts, you can subscribe to Out of the Blue podcasts by searching, searching the iTunes store for the American Thoracic Society or Out of the Blue. You can also find the complete archive of the ATS um, America, uh, AJRCCM podcasts at the Blue Journal homepage on atsjournals.org or at thoracic.org. So thank you again to Vishal and Laurent. And I'm Nitin Seem for the Blue Journal. Thank you.